In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver in motion, low snap. He runs and he throws, caught, touchdown! It's caught! Hardman caught the ball! The Chiefs have won! The Chiefs have won! The entire bench empties! Chasing Mahomes in the end zone! Their third Super Bowl in five years! The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions! It is a dynasty! Jason Reed, we're talking to you from the press box at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, where you just watched Super Bowl 58. It ended in overtime with the Kansas City Chiefs 25-22 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. Please do set the scene for us from Sin City. Well, I, I mean, Clinton, the obviously with the way the game ended with Patrick Mahomes hooking up with McCole Hardman in overtime for the Chiefs to win, become the first team since the Patriots 19 years ago to go back-to-back Super Bowls, three Super Bowl championships in Patrick Mahomes' first six years as a starter. Like, the, you saw the scene on the field, obviously, Clinton. It was just bedlam. I, I mean, the players are running. The fans are all over the place. The confetti is falling. And let me tell you, Clinton, it wasn't much different in the in the, uh, in the the post-game scene. You know, everybody was trying to find where the players were. They were on the field. You know, typically championship celebrations, that often happens. But it, it was the way the Chiefs won it at the end that I think added to the, to the chaos and the excitement. It was really incredible. Also, the second team to win a Super Bowl in overtime, just like the Patriots did against the Falcons. This game was a battle of attrition. Flat-out ugly game at times, to be honest, in the first half. But when you step back from this matchup and think about the road the Chiefs took to get here this season, Jason, what is there to say? So much, Clinton. Uh, This is a team that led the NFL in drop passes. Uh, This is a team that was having real issues with their offensive tackles, uh, getting penalized and, and not playing very sharp. This is a team that was there was a lot of frustration, Clinton, earlier in this season because, look, they won the, the Super Bowl last year. They were expected to do this, but they did not look like a team that was going to get back to the Super Bowl at many points during the regular season. So when you see this journey that they took, this is the best Super Bowl run the Chiefs have had, have had. not just because they won four games to do it. In the other two, In the other two Super Bowls, they won three games each. They had to win four games this time to do it. They had to overcome all of their problems during the regular season with, the, with their offense. But I'll tell you this much, Clinton. They had the, the second-best defense in the league and number 15, and the combination of those two things helped them weather a whole lot to get to this point. Never call the Kansas City Chiefs the underdog. That's the lesson we learned in Super Bowl 58 and really all season long. Because not only did the most flawed team of the Patrick Mahomes-Andy Reid era just win its third Super Bowl in five years, but it took the toughest playoff path possible to get there. So today, Jason Reed comes from the press box in Las Vegas to tell us all about the NFL's newest dynasty. I'm Clinton Yates. It's Monday, February 12th. This is ESPN Daily. The NFL schedule drops this week, kiddos, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. 
Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Jason, we have to start with Patrick LaVon Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP for the third time. He did enough through the air, but he also ran for 66 yards on the night, including one, two, three, four, five first downs and some huge conversions late in the game. Our friend Kevin Clark says he's in his Michael Jordan era. How do you describe what he does? Well, it's funny you said that. I I actually tweeted while I was waiting in the press conference that the the NFL, and, and let me preface this by saying, Clinton, it's not apples to apples. One player can affect a basketball game in ways that one player cannot affect uh, an, an NFL game. But sure. with that long preamble, we are now in the in the NFL the way things were in the NBA when Michael Jordan was reigning supreme. Other players may win the MVP, the regular season MVP award. Lamar Jackson won it this year. Maybe next year it'll be Joe Burrow. Maybe the year after that it'll be Josh Allen. But here's the thing, Clinton. Other players can win the regular season MVP award, but the best player in the NFL resides in Kansas City. The Chiefs were underdogs in this game, a somewhat baffling fact that obviously bothered Mahomes. You know, you go on and win the championship, being the underdog the last three games in the playoffs. Maybe a lesson learned for everybody else out there in the future. Yeah, just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know that. He becomes the fourth quarterback to start and win multiple Super Bowls outright as a dog. It never felt like the Niners were the favorite out there, though, did it, Jason? Well, I'll tell you what, Clint, I, I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of the perception. But in that stadium, it, it was, and this is just anecdotal, but there seemed to be more 49ers fans than Chiefs fans. And remember, with the with the whole thing, with the narrative with the, with the 49ers this year, Clinton, is that, okay, was was this going to be the year they broke through and won this game? And Patrick Mahomes loves any extra motivation. You know who he's like in that, Clinton? Uh, you, you want to take a guess? Michael Jeffrey Jordan, let me guess. Mike, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And, and the thing is, guys of that ilk, they feed off of, of slights, real and imagined. And the whole thing was this whole dog narrative. He loved that. That's the position he wanted to be in. And you saw what he did. Anecdotal, Jason, we remember because you were there, okay? As far as I'm concerned, that is on-the-ground shoe heel reporting. However, what were you thinking as this game went into overtime? Well, I got to tell you, Clinton, you know, I'm sitting there in the press box next to our ESPN colleagues, and when the 49ers decided to take the ball, I was shocked. Mm. Because anybody who watches college football, you know, you don't see many overtime games in the NFL. But anybody who watches college football knows that what you want to do is you want to, if, if you win the toss, you want to you want to give it the ball to your opponent. You try to obviously stop them or limit them to a field goal. And if you give up a touchdown, you still have a chance to, you know, go get it done. By taking the ball and only getting a field goal, you're leaving Patrick Mahomes with a lot of clock and all he's got to do is score a touchdown to win another Super Bowl. Let's break down the math there, too. Not only if you give up the touchdown, you also know that you might have to go for two to potentially win it, giving you an option 
again, I don't want to get on Kyle for decision-making, but that was one where you don't have to be a football genius to say, not sure I would have done it this way. Okay, let's switch back a little bit to the first half. Early on, we saw more of Taylor Swift than we saw of Travis Kelsey. The tight end was basically invisible. But the night turned around for him after what seemed to be a bit of a screaming confrontation with Andy Reid on the sideline. How did he turn his night around on the field from your point? Well, Clinton, Travis Kelsey is either the greatest tight end in NFL history or the second greatest behind Rob Gronkowski. Okay, I mean, that, that, that's it. I mean, there's, there's no other discussion. He's either one or he's two. And the whole thing, I'll be honest with you, buddy, the whole thing about that Andy Reid uh, thing with him in the first half, Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach. Travis Kelsey is a Hall of Fame tight end. They are incredible competitors. Man, they, th- that type of thing has happened before. It usually doesn't happen, you know, for the world to see in the Super Bowl. But people didn't understand, Travis Kelsey is a dog, okay? And when you're a dog, you want to be put in a position where you can go out there and, and help the team win. And he was frustrated about, you know, the, the way the first half went, not being on the field. And a player like that, when he's given an opportunity to shine and he's got a quarterback like Mahomes, they're going to make it happen. Quite frankly, it was just a Hall of Famer being a Hall of Famer in the second half. Fun fact, Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey are the same age. Okay, the Kansas City defense, they showed up big all season and again on Sunday night. They're young, they get pressure, they cover like crazy, and it feels like defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo is in it for the long haul. With that defensive foundation in place, how good can they be on that side of the ball? Well, Clinton, they're fabulous. Now, here's the thing. They're going to have to find a way to re-sign Chris Jones. Um, Willie Gay, one of their outstanding linebackers, I think he's also up. And uh, Mike uh, Dano, their defensive end, I think he's also a free agent too. So having said that, they, they, they've got to keep some pieces in place. Chris Jones is the future Hall of Famer as well. And he's the key to that whole thing because even if he doesn't get the sack, and they move him all around the line. He collapses the whole pocket. So they got to find a way to get this done. But Trent McDuffie, in his second year, the cornerback, is a first-team All-Pro. Legereus Sneed, another guy who I believe is, is up for free agency, is a complete dog as well. The, the job that Chiefs general manager Brett Veach has done is without peer. He's without peer in the NFL. This guy is the best general manager. So you, here's what you have, Clinton. you got the best general manager. You got the best head coach, you got the best quarterback, and you have, quite frankly, a defense that's so young and so gifted. If they can get Chris Jones resigned, you're talking about this thing is gonna go, they're going to win for a long time. Never forget that Spags was the defensive coordinator for that New York Giants team that ended the New England Patriots undefeated season. That's the thing I'm always going to remember on him, at least the thing I'm going to remember before today. Okay. In a way, this game was a microcosm of the whole season for Kansas City. Just fighting and clawing, ultimately succeeding. If they can do this in this kind of a year, I mean, what's the ceiling we're talking about as far as dynasty is concerned? Because we're clearly already there. Clinton, with six straight AFC title game appearances, no other team in the history of the NFL in either conference has gone to that many. The Chiefs set a record with that. You can make an argument that with winning two Super Bowls and Patrick Mahomes first five years as a starter— and combine with the AFC Championship games, that okay, maybe it's a dynasty. My whole thing was they had to win tonight. They had to become the first team since the Patriots in 2004 and 2005 to go back-to-back. They had to show that Patrick Mahomes is not just an all-time great. Clinton, I think that tonight 
what happened is the discussion now changes from Brady and 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 Mahomes and and Montana and and uh, Manning. The discussion now is Brady, Montana, and Mahomes. That's it. Okay. That I mean, Peyton Manning has all. That's the, the list. Yeah, that's the list. Peyton Manning has more champion. More excuse me. Peyton Manning has Clinton more uh, AP MVP awards for the regular season. I get that, but. When you talk about NFL history now, okay, and we can debate the rules changes that made offense more easy and all that, if we're just talking about the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game, the list is now three. And I think the guy in Kansas City, before it's all said and done, at least is going to move to two. And he's 28. I'm not counting him out of one. You know my favorite part about Patrick Mahomes. He was a baseball player. Baseball players run the NFL. Coming up. That's right. I know you. <laughs> I told y'all last week that the kickers would matter in Super Bowl 58. Delicious meat, nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Jason, I had a feeling that the kickers were going to play a big role in this game, and they did. Harrison Butker hit four field goals, including a Super Bowl record 57-yarder, and the kick at the end of regulation ascended to overtime. People were talking about him in the MVP award discussion on Twitter. How does having a weapon like that change the calculus for a guy like Andy Reid's offense? Well, let me let me sum it up. He's a Hall of Famer now, okay? Like, like tonight on the Chiefs, it, no matter what else happens in their careers— we know that there are four Hall of Famers on this team right now. There may be more when it's all said and done, but right now, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and Harrison Butler. Because when you have a place kicker who can deliver like he delivers, it, it changes the calculus of Andy Reid. Like, okay, I'm not going to try this 50-yarder here. I really need points. I got to get some points, but I'm not going to try it here. No, he tries it. And this guy now, across their Super Bowl runs, across their AFC Championship runs, he has been a constant. He kicks the game winner against the, the, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship game last year. He does it against the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. And that 57-yarder, what that does, Clinton, is 
it energizes that whole sideline. So what we're talking right now with this Chiefs team, we're building legacies. And, and right now, like I said, and let me tell you, there are five Hall of Famers. I forgot about the head coach, Andy Reid. All right, San Francisco fans, let's take a deep breath. Kyle Shanahan's prowess in the big spot has been questioned all throughout his career. And a decision I have to ask about came in overtime. Shanahan chose to kick a short field goal rather than go for it relatively deep in KC territory, knowing that Patrick Mahomes is lurking on the other sideline. I'm not going to say, what are we doing? Like I'm Taylor Twelman, but what did you think of that call? Well, Clinton, can I even take it back a little further than that for you? Sure. Anyone who watches college football knows that if you, if you win the toss, you do not take the ball. What you want to do is stop the other team and then make it easier. You, all you have to do is kick a field goal. Or if you give up a field goal, all you still have to do is kick a, kick a field goal to keep the game going. And then if you, even if they score a touchdown, then you still have a chance. But the odds are that it, you're either going to stop them or you're, they're going to have to kick a field goal. The odds are not that it's always going to be a touchdown. That's the highest probability. When, when, when the 49ers took, took the ball, I'm like, what are they doing? I mean, I just, I just didn't get it. And then, like you said, to go for that field goal, 15 is on the other sideline. Like, you can maybe do that with a lot of other quarterbacks in a lot of other games, but everyone on that Chiefs sideline thought to themselves, 15's going to take this ball down and we're going to score a touchdown. That's what they thought. And I, you know, look, I covered Kyle in Washington. He is a, an incredible offensive mind. And I, a lot of what I, I can honestly say this, a lot of what I've learned about offense, I learned from conversations with him when he was in Washington and I was covering the beat. So I have nothing but respect for him. But, Clinton, I think we have to acknowledge now a 25-point blown lead when he was the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons against the Patriots, a 10-point blown lead in the first Super Bowl against the Chiefs, and another 10-point blown lead. I mean, it's not a false narrative if the facts keep adding up to that's what the story is. Well, let's stick with that. What is the legacy at this point as you see it? The night that Super Bowl 58 ended with another loss from a Shanahan squad. Well, Clinton, look, you, you know how it is. I mean, when you're, when you're a, man, a manager in Major League Baseball and you, can't, you, you don't win the World Series, people say, well, okay, if you're a great manager and you keep winning 100 games every year but you don't win the World Series, what does it really matter? And I'm not going to go that far. I think Kyle Shanahan will win a Super Bowl someday. But we're at a point right now where, look, it is what it is. I mean, he, he had two double-digit leads against this team in the Super Bowl and he lost both games. And like, here's the thing, Flynn. I don't put the Atlanta, the Atlanta loss really all on him. Okay. I put it on Dan Quinn, who's now the Washington Commanders coach, because no matter how gifted of an offensive mind Kyle is or was, the reality is you're the head coach. Tell the guy to run the football. Tell him not stop passing. That's on the, that's on the head coach. But Kyle has got to win a Super Bowl because that's the only thing that's going to change this narrative. We are leading towards a little thing we like to call Marv Levy territory. But to me, I, I mean... This was heartbreaking because this game should have ended in regulation. Jake Moody, the 49ers rookie kicker, had an extra point blocked after the touchdown reception that gave the Niners the lead early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Clinton, I I, I think back to like, uh, I'm going to go back to our Washington days for a minute, okay? Okay. And remember Santana Moss, the outstanding receiver for the Washington Commanders? Sure. I'll never forget. Exactly. And I remember one one time he said to me, when he was at Miami, uh, in college, that one thing that stuck with him is big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. That was something the Chiefs needed. They needed that, that, that extra point to be missed or to, to be blocked, what have you. 
like what you saw was one team in crunch time, so to speak, in clutch time, so to speak, come through and the other team not come through. In addition, there was some seriously bad luck for the Niners. Dre Greenlaw, one of their best defenders, suffered an Achilles injury, literally taking the field. That changed the entire schematics of how the Niners could defend. Have you ever seen a player so critical fall to an injury like that at a time like that? No, Clint, that was huge, obviously, like you just said. And we were watching the replay. You know, he was just getting ready to get back on the field. But once again, it's a reminder of the fact that, look, these guys are incredible athletes. But the human body, you know, it, it, a toll is taken in this game, and that was just something he wasn't—he wasn't hit or anything. He just—it just happened. But you know, sometimes we see that those things just happen. Let's get to the most important position on the field: the quarterbacks. We'll start with the guy that didn't take home the trophy in this one, Brock Purdy. How does his performance out there in the Super Bowl put a punctuation on the season that he had and the player that he is? Reminder: who is still extremely young in this league. Yeah, he is Clinton, and you know, let's let's uh, let's point out that he led the league in, in passer rating this year. Let's point out that he broke the record for yards per pass. The guy was like ten yards per pass, which is just insane. And look, he's got a ton of weapons, and Kyle is a is an offensive mastermind, truly. Um, and the guy clearly should not have been Mister Relevant, Clinton. He shouldn't have been the last player drafted. Okay, my long preamble. <laughs> I now have doubts about him being a championship quarterback because of his height. What we saw was Chris Jones collapsed that pocket repeatedly. And I think he had either five or six passes batted down. Like you can get through the regular season at his height and perform very well. The guy had a fabulous year. And and since he's been a starter, he's been outstanding. But in a game like this against a defense like the Chiefs, where you have to be able to throw through lanes that might not be there it was hard for him to do he had five or six passes batted down and this game gives me real pause about can he be a Super Bowl winning quarterback well let's talk talk that a little further I mean when you watch Purdy play and when you saw him tonight his best throws are effectively between the hash marks if it gets any deeper than 15 yards and it's outside the numbers he seems to drop all accuracy off is it a height thing or is it also just his ability to hit certain spots on the field well listen I mean that's that's a valid thing I mean He threw one ball to Debo Samuel, which was a perfect pass. If Trent McDuffie doesn't make an all-pro play on the ball, which Trent McDuffie is. That was a nice play, backhand, left hand, yeah. Right? You you see what I'm saying? I mean, that, again, you know, one or two plays changed the whole narrative because that ball was a touchdown. The only reason it wasn't because Trent McDuffie is a superstar cornerback. I'm with you, though, in that there are questions about what he's going to be able to do, not during the regular season. Look, I think if you if the 49ers stick with this guy, he's going to pass for 4,500 yards a year, 40 touchdowns. He'll lead the league in passer rating or be right up there. But in a game like this, or in a game also like against the Ravens, Clinton, you remember when the Ravens went to Santa Clara? Yeah. They destroyed the 49ers. Beat him down. And, and Purdy had, you know, he didn't play well. I just think there's a real question that if he's going to, if the pocket has collapsed, and he can't throw over people. Can you win? Like the difference between winning this losing losing in this game obviously was not a lot, and those five batted down passes were a factor. Let's get to the complete resume of Patrick Levon Mahomes. We're going to end with this because it's just fascinating at such a young age. Two-time NFL MVP, two-time first-team All-Pro, six straight AFC Championship games, three-time Super Bowl champion, three-time Super Bowl MVP, and a five hundred million dollar contract. But in addition. 
ownership stakes in the Kansas City Royals of Major League Baseball, Sporting Kansas City of MLS, the Kansas City Current of NWSL, Alpine Formula One team, and also a Whataburger. The man is only 28 years old, Jason. Save some money for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I think we're seeing, Clinton, the the look of how a superstar, a true superstar, is going to do this moving forward. He's only 28 years old. He's got his hands in all these things. But the key thing about it is his 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 game, the things he does on the field, that's what's most important to him. It's not the ownership stuff. It's it's not dabbling in all of his endorsements. It's the fact that when he steps on that field, he wants to rip the other team's part out. The guy is is the ultimate competitor. He's he's petty like Michael Jordan was petty. He's petty like Larry Bird was petty. This guy is the guy. And you know, and I said this, you know, uh on Twitter. If you want to talk about this league right now, it it doesn't matter what anyone else in any other city is doing. The only thing that matters is what Brett Veach, Andy Reid, and Patrick Mahomes are doing. Because here's the thing, if they do what they need to do and everyone stays relatively healthy, they're going to be back here next year. It's his world. We're just living in it. Thank you, Jason. Hey, thank you, my man. I'm Clinton Yates. This has been ESPN Daily. We'll talk to you tomorrow, kiddos.